Hello and welcome, last place. Welcome to the last place party <laughs> team show. I don't know. I was like ready, but not ready. My name is Alan, and tonight we are going to we have a jam packed show for you guys. We're going to be talking about multiple different things. We're going to be talking about Xbox, Nintendo Direct, Netflix buying its first uh, gaming studio, and Spider Man having the possibility of being multiplayer. So before we get into that, we're going to start the show the same way we always do and ask the guys how they're doing here are my fellow co-hosts we got yendi how you doing man hello everybody and welcome uh youtube <laughs> to the live yeah. scene welcome welcome uh, doing good yeah yeah we got youtube for the first time guys so if you guys welcome the youtube crowd and if you guys are on twitch and want to go over to youtube to watch it there you can now and so yeah yendi what have you been playing man what's, what's going on i know uh you got uh, an exciting game drop for you today Oh man, yeah, New World came out today. Uh, I played the beta for a little bit. I liked what I saw. I only played just a tiny bit just to see like what the initial grind would be and what kind of the gameplay mechanics. Uh, and I played just enough to, to see that I, I was going to like it. Sure enough, I started playing today and I played easily three hours without even knowing it. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what I've been looking for. Just something that I can just come in and play an hour. Or if I wanted to, I could play for 10 hours after work. You know, an hour before work, and just grind. And it's a new world, uh, pun intended. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's brand. Everything is brand new. You know, it's uh, my first, not my first, but like one of my first MMOs that I'm actually going to dive into. Major. So it's very exciting because everything's brand new for me, and I love it. I love it so far. So yeah, nice, nice. That's good to hear. And Chris, how you doing? What have you been playing lately? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. I've been playing uh, uh, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, uh, quite a bit. I'm still on that. Uh, but also, FIFA came out uh, for me yesterday, and I've been playing the crap out of that. I played my first online match and realized I got a lot of work to do. So I've been working on my skills, uh, enjoying that. And uh, I will actually buy, be getting New World and trying it this weekend. Uh, because at first, I was nervous about it. But uh, seeing Yendi stream today made it look a lot better, and um, I kind of like the fighting. The way the fighting is going in the in the game seems like it's it would be fun for me. So I'll be trying that out. Um, other than that, uh, I just keep adding stuff to my watch list too. I'm trying to watch TV, and uh, that new game or that new show that everybody's going nuts over the Squid Games or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes, I want to watch that really bad. I'm very interested, so I'll probably be catching that this weekend. And uh, then start my Halloween-esque uh, movie run. So we'll see how that yeah. works out. Yeah, October's coming, you know. As you can see, my favorite time of the month is that. So I get that watching. I have a horror list also for the 30 days. If you guys want to watch those, let me know. I can send it over to you guys. But it's all horror movies, so I don't know if you guys are into that. But uh, for me, I've been playing. I finished beating Psychonauts 2, finally. The game was phenomenal. I enjoyed every uh, minute of it. The story was amazing. Uh, having that small team come back and do what they did with the resources they had now was really good touch. I think it was about 15 hours to beat or something like that. So it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It's not a little it's not super long. So it's definitely a game if you want to check out if you like platformers with a cool story, uh, 3D platformers. That's pretty much what it is. You solve some puzzles things like that but the game is super trippy and uh, i enjoyed it a lot been playing apex i finally finished the battle pass so uh i can take a little break from apex and not have to grind it out every day but 
I've been enjoying myself on that as always. So before we get into the stories though, we're gonna do a little housekeeping. Uh, we have our latest video if on YouTube, which is Chris and I talking about LPF debrief, where we are talking about Thor and we also did Star Wars Vision. So go check those both those videos out when you get a chance. Hit the like, share, do all that good stuff. This week, we also have another two video drop because this week we're going to be doing What If, which is going to be if Vision gets the... if Vision, I'm not a Vision. If Ultron won and he somehow gets all the Infinity Stones. So From what I heard, it's a continuation from the last episode. Yeah, so, so that should be interesting to see. And then we also have Venom this week. So Chris and I will be dropping both of those sometime this week. Uh, LP... Uh, what you call it blank lpf debrief the what if episode would probably drop on thursday like it always does and then the venom episode would be either friday or saturday so we will keep you guys in touch with that uh turn on your notifications and you'll know exactly when they drop actually so ding that bell (laughs) and then also speaking of ding that bell we are still doing our mouse giveaway of the still series three wireless once we hit 100 youtube subs so as soon as we hit that, Yendi will give you guys the instructions on how to join and all that good stuff. And then we will be giving that away to a random person. So also Only 29 left, 29 subs for somebody to get a free mouse. People exactly. tell a friend, do what you need to do so we can give away that mouse and start giving away some other stuff. And then also, if you guys want to be a guest on the show, you just contact one of us. Let us know. Hit us up on the email, Twitter, any other social medias. By this time, you probably got it know all of them and if you don't we have them in all the links anyway so now let's get into our show where we're going to be talking about some gaming stuff today's been a well not today but this week has been a crazy week of game releases and things like that uh and one of the major releases and things like that has been from xbox where they've done a multitude of things but one of the things that they did was they actually added a new edge browser to the Xbox that can play Stadia games and access Discord. So getting to this story from The Verge by Tom Warren, it says the um, the, the Xbox now has a modern web browser. Microsoft is rolling out a new Xbox dashboard that includes updated version of Edge browser. After six months of testing, the uh, Chromium version of Edge is now available to existing Xbox One and Series S and X and the new capabilities allows owners to stream Google Stadia and access uh, access Discord on the web and lots more. The the ver- the Xbox version of Edge looks almost identical to the to the version available on PC or Mac. It even includes features like vertical tabs and collections like Edge on PC and mobile. The Xbox version also syncs all your settings, favorite tabs and webs, uh, web history. The only feature it is missing is extensions and the ability to switch into de- develop mode to alter uh, user agent strings or access or access consoles. So pretty much Xbox has added a, is pretty much having a PC browser on their thing. And I was wondering, Yendi, how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about Xbox getting a browser that is with the times that allows you to even stream games? Like, from Stadia, if you have that and things like that, I think it's awesome. I know they, they've they've always had browsers for a while, but this one is a Chromium uh, branch, which is essentially just Google Chrome, uh, but it's Microsoft's take on it, which is uh, open source. 
uh, which is more powerful and can do hardware acceleration now too, which is what allows Stadia to run. But uh, the one thing that's always kept me away from those browsers is how um, user unfriendly it is, right? It's, it's, it's a pain in the ass to navigate using your controller. Um, it just sucks. It sucks to do. But there, there was a time where I had to use that as my main browser, right? And it worked. It worked fine for everything I was trying to do. But now having an even more powerful uh, browser directly on your console, that's awesome that you're able to do uh, stuff like access Discord and uh, do Stadia and who knows what other stuff you can do. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a great thing. Um, yeah, they're, they're going in the right direction with this for sure. Yeah, so. and also this Edge actually allows you to use mouse and keyboard support. So you can actually plug in your mouse and keyboard and still use Edge and you can even play the Stadia games with it. So uh, like you said, I think that's a pretty amazing idea and actually crazy that they got it to roll out. And I guess with now having the, a stronger console, even though this is gonna go back on Xbox One, which I'm interested to see how that would work, but now having the access to stronger consoles and being able to do, I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I also think it's pretty dope. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be with Discord, uh, especially with the whole Sony thing going on. Is that did that actually go through? Yes, but it's not. Sony's not in control of Discord. Discord yeah, still just like as, but also it's going to be. It's not an app, so it's not. It might not be like perfectly integrated. It's not going to be perfectly integrated with Xbox. It's just going to be as if you were accessing it from your computer. Oh, and then and, going yeah, on. okay, not the oh. app of Discord. Yeah, it it I think it's gonna work out great. Um, because essentially these consoles, you know, they're computers now, so it's not they're able to to keep up with what they need. And uh, like Yendi said, I I I whenever I had a PS3, I remember trying to uh pull up anime and stuff like that on the web on the PS3 stuff, and it would not like it'd be buggy, slow down, everything like that, depending on what you were trying to uh pull up. But um. The Stadia thing, I don't know how I feel about that because Stadia is, I mean, if, you, if you're if you opening up a web browser on your Xbox, right, you don't really need Stadia. And then if you're like, oh, I need to stream to like, you know, Stadia is able to go with you on, the, on your phone and stuff like that. Well, then you got xCloud. So it's like, so whenever they're like, oh, yeah, Stadia is able to play. I was like, well, that that's kind of <laughs> destroys the point of having Stadia to me. But I think well, it's. I think it's going to be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's going to be cool to to be able to um, uh, they'll be able to work out different things and, and new things will be able to come from it. So uh, definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, can't wait to see what else they have in store because the Xbox, like even though they do a small rollout, there's always something big behind that rollout. So I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Like why? Why now? Why is this here? And uh, what's the actual plan for it? Yeah. So. And most people have been asking for stronger browsers and stuff like that. So the fact that they're listening, because I, I, Sony doesn't have a browser. And I know a lot of people love the browser from four, at least just having, it's more of a, what what's the thing, the word I'm looking, it's more of a convenience, right? So like if I wanted to search something, especially now with like quick resume and things like that, you can pretty much go to another, you know, go outside your Xbox look up something real quick of a game, watch it on your TV, and then go back to your Xbox because Quick Resume really starts your game just like that. So I think that's a really cool feature that people are looking forward to. The only thing that, uh, the, one of the negatives of this browser though is the fact that if you do have Discord, you can join calls, 
and you can also participate in text chats. The only thing you they it doesn't recognize is Microsoft uh, microphone support. So technically, you can listen to people. I'm sure uh, you can watch people stream, but you won't be able to talk because not as of right now the micro microphone support isn't available. So hmm. I think it's still a cool idea because I know some people like to some people stream in Discord, and people will be able to watch people stream from there. And I think it's a really cool idea. It's it's a step forward for these internet browsers and like you said they're pretty much computers now so the fact that they have the capability now of doing these things i think it's a step in the right direction uh another thing that's kind of a negative so far because you can also access your steam pc games from your web uh browser uh Ooh. the only thing that this uh nvidia is actually still blocking access to geforce now streaming service through edge so and uh they've asked nvidia multiple times why it continues to block edge in general but the company company only said in april that it's simply investigating edge browser support for the future <laughs> so my next question is for you guys is will nvidia uh crack on this and allow g g um g now on it or is this something kind of like they're kind of hating on the sidelines so chris <laughs> what do you think uh, because I didn't know that G that GeForce Now wasn't available on. Because I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't use Edge. I don't think anyone I know <laughs> uses Edge. But I didn't think that there was a reason to like block access to like a particular uh internet browser. So I, I'm wondering what's going on there. I want to look more into it. But do you think there's some uh a little beef there from NVIDIA? I don't think it's beef. I just think it's like they're kind of like, I, I think NVIDIA would be happy to to work with Microsoft, but they need to talk to them first. It's just like, oh, like I like what Microsoft's doing. And then they like tiptoe and they're like, hold on, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to tell? What are you trying? Well, it's like it's, this has been a thing for a while though, because oh, for a while. Okay, gotcha. Well, like Edge itself, like even on your computer, cannot access uh, in uh, GeForce now. So it's oh, just well, maybe then it's they, something that's particular to Edge that Nvidia's Nvidia's blocking it, not Microsoft. Yeah, I think maybe just Nvidia just wants it to be an exclusive thing to to their thing, and and they don't want it to get uh, exploited or anything like that. Like they don't want people if you, if they they want people to be able to get it through them. So basically, it's just one funnel. They're like, hey, if you want this feature, you you got to come to us. So um, I mean, I don't see. How much longer they'll keep that maybe they'll hold on to it until and maybe somebody will want to pay for it and buy it from them and be like hey can we have access and they're like yeah here sure but uh yeah until then i'm sure they're going to keep it in their back pocket and they'll maybe use it for later maybe it's just like a storage area where it's just like hey we'll come back to this eventually and we'll use it for something else so yeah, yeah so unless uh steam and them you know put it on the steam what deck. chip is in the next gen next gen consoles are they amds yeah they are yes mm, that's what it is I'm calling it now. <laughs> They're like, yo, you guys didn't come to us? You didn't come to us? That's what it is. <laughs> Yendi, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so to answer Chris's question from before this, uh, the reason they added this to the Xbox is because the Windows version of Edge was also updated to the Chromium branch, and they're trying to have both in sync because the older Edge browser is running on a really old, yeah. Um, yeah, old uh, engine, right? Uh, and the reason they decided to upgrade is because they're they're now more in line with what P 
people are asking, like websites are asking of browsers as far as features and speed, reliability, stuff like that. And then now that Edge and Chrome are pretty much the same thing, just a different branch. Um, I think before the reason uh, GeForce Now had had it listed as an unsupported device was because it was running on the old Edge engine. But now that it's running on Chromium, um, I think that it's just a matter of time before they allow it again. It's just, I bet you they just haven't got the time to update it or they're taking a sweet time. But they will be losing money eventually because you're, you're able to play up to... Um, a certain amount of time for free mm-hmm. uh, with GeForce Now, and then they, I think they have another option where you pay like a, a yearly or monthly um, price to pl- play for extended periods. So they'd be losing out on money there. That, that'd be just dumb of them. I think you're limited to like an hour on the free version. Mm-hmm. So either way, people are still seeing your product and playing your games, so it'd be silly not to see membership being available uh, on the Xbox browser soon i bet you it's it's gonna happen any second now so. yeah and i agree with you just like with everything you said i was just pretty much being you know the troll trying to find things in the background but it wouldn't be smart like nvidia needs to uh allow this just because you're closing a section of your market it's especially now more people will be inclined to get it because if i can run it from my xbox you're opening yourself up to so much more of a possibility for people to get into your uh service so i think soon enough especially now i think they are looking at all this stuff and going okay well now is going to be time for an update so we can get this ball rolling and then open up that section of the market uh we're going to stick with xbox because like i said a lot of things happened with them today i mean within this last week xbox actually brought in uh, microsoft actually brought in dolby vision for and this is the first console that is going to support dolby vision and dolby vision pretty much gives you like uh, brighter highlights, sharper contrast, and more vibrant colors and things like that. If you guys ever went to Adobe theater and watched a movie in Adobe, you would notice like they have that whole section where they're like, this is uh, Adobe black because the everything is a lot more crisp and clear. And today was the first day that they allowed, um, well, they not allowed, but the first day that Adobe was something, um, that Adobe vision is going to a console. So. I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts on that was. There's 10 games that actually support it, which kind of, um, as long as your TV has Dolby Vision, then you will also be able to have it. But the 10 games that they have right now, Microsoft, uh, they have um, F1 2021, Psychonauts 2, Microsoft, uh, Flight Simulator, Gears 5, Borderlands 3, um, Phoenix Rising, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is not out yet, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, Dirt, Metro, uh, all support Dolby Vision. So my question for you guys is with all this, my question basically is with all these things happening, the, is this making all these things that and advancements that Xbox are making, does this make you more inclined to want to get an Xbox? Hmm. Um, I don't think so. No, I, I mean, like, I mean, it, like it's just kind of an ad. Don't you have to you you pay for Adobe Vision, right? Isn't it a paid no, thing? It's gonna it just uh, automatically added to your thing. You just have to unlock the. Uh, I think I'm thinking of Atmos. Atmos is what you pay for. Uh, okay, Atmos is is what you pay for. Okay, I mean it's kind of an added plus, but if you don't have a TV that'll support it, I mean it's not. Which a lot of people don't right now. Um, I mean I was fortunate enough to get one, uh, get a TV that would that would handle the new gen stuff. Uh, right now my PlayStation, uh, but yeah, I, 
just for a feature, I don't think it would be enough for me to be like, oh my god, I gotta go get an Xbox. It's definitely, excuse me, it's it's definitely always gonna be the games that that will pull me towards it or the um the convenience basically. So I've been one, I've been looking at an Xbox for just for game pass to play in the living room and just have it in there and just be a game pass machine. Um, so it's just a nice added plus. I mean, I, it, for the most part, I will have to check if my TV even has, it should, but I I probably don't even have it downloaded. So, I mean, I, I can tell a difference in theaters and stuff whenever I go to a theater and I see the Dolby experience. Uh, but if at home, like I can't recreate that, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard. I, they can be like, Oh yeah, it's on. And it's like, great. I don't really see it, but uh, all right. So well, whatever um, you're watching also has to have uh, Dolby Vision. So it's pretty much something that it's like a feature that's like if the like for instance, you can have Dolby Vision on, and if your game doesn't support Dolby Vision, then it won't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens whenever it actually releases. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of these people are playing multiplayer games. It's going to be great for the people that are playing so single player games and they're looking for quality. Um, just like, and, and for those people, they probably already have a, a nice sound system set up. Um, they're playing on their big TVs and, uh, they're just ready to get, uh, lost in the worlds that they're going to be joining. And, um, yeah, for the most part, I think whenever you said dirt, uh, I was like, okay, that'd be kind of cool to get like, to feel like that's, that's a game that I would want to see like in the best quality ever and go through. But yeah, I, it's not, but for your question, no, I wouldn't buy an Xbox just for for this feature so it's just a nice nice sprinkle on top and yeah what do you what about you yeah like chris said it's a nice sprinkle on top uh and for those who don't know h um dolby vision is a, an hdr format similar to uh hdr 10 from samsung and hlg so basically you can't see you can't see what dolby vision provides unless the content is recorded with dolby vision right so if, like the new iPhones have Dolby Vision video. I can take Dolby Vision video and then I can play it back on my phone and it'll show me all the true colors and everything like that. But if I send that file to a computer that doesn't have it, you don't get the full effect. You don't get the, the full contrast and dynamic range. Um, but I think, I, do you guys remember when there was that war between Blu-ray and HD DVR? Is that what it was called? Yes. Or, no. Yeah. Remember HD, that? This is HD DVD. Yeah. HD DVD. Yep. There's a war between that and then eventually Blu-ray won out. Uh, this mm-hmm. is pretty much what's happening here. There's a bunch of formats trying to fight out for supremacy. Right now, I think I think the leader is HLG. That's where most people use it. Uh, and I think that's like uh, TV broadcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think right now they're they're kind of fighting for that standard format right now because there's a few different ones out there. And I think Dolby is trying to push to get as many devices that support Dolby Vision, right? And that's just playback, like the Xbox and playback Dolby Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, your TVs, most TVs nowadays will have that included, but, you know, they have to pay a licensing fee in order to, to have that feature. But I think, I think it's, it's a great extra to have, but like, like Chris said, it's just a nice little sprinkle on top. It wouldn't get me to personally buy an Xbox, but when I look at the bullet points side by side with the PlayStation, Xbox has it, PlayStation doesn't. So... You know, that could sway somebody. Yeah. No, right. you'll be able to, well, I mean, in the future, you'll be able to open the side of your PS5 and they're going to want you to install it yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly. a hidden, there's a hidden compartment somewhere on the PS5. You have to code it in. 
<laughs> they said put it on a USB stick and then you're gonna plug it in. The, yeah, there'll be a whole video on it. I, <laughs> I feel like they're just gonna look back and be like, wait, wait, what? And then just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could totally do that, but we were blocking it, kind of like Nintendo was doing Bluetooth. They're just like, you know, it's there already. Oh we God. just were waiting. <laughs> we're waiting to see. The trend. I still can't get over the trend. The, the how quickly people turn. Everybody's like, yeah. Awesome. And then everybody's like, hold on. Well, <laughs> and then wait, everybody's just like, hold on. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. <laughs> it's yeah, it's been crazy. Uh for uh, to answer pretty much the same questions, I agree with both of you guys. I don't know if enough pe- this will market people to want to go get an Xbox. I already personally have one because I have the Series S, which is super convenient. It's super small. It's the easiest console to use to travel with. So like when I go on vacation and something, and if I want to play something, I'll just take it because it's literally the size of like, it's like this small. So it's a perfect console for my needs. I don't really need anything super strong for it. So, but it still has a lot of the features that the Series X does. It's just not as strong. But any of the games that I plan on playing that require heavy graphics are going to be on PC anyway. Because so, but I do have a Series S just for that. But I don't think this is yet still a console mover. Uh, games are what move consoles, and I feel like that's this is like you guys said a sprinkle on top. It's not necessarily like something that's going to make people go buy it unless you're like you know those video infinite like aficionados who are like i gotta have the best quality for every single thing and there there are people out there there is a market for people who want that kind of stuff and yendi points as himself but there's people who want that kind of quality so i think that targets them but again moving consoles always takes uh games it's been proven we've been going through this for for years now games are what moves consoles and that's just the end of the day. So and you can see Xbox is an example of this when they try to push the whole TV thing first. Xbox with Xbox One. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, that's what yeah. killed that console. Like uh-huh. from the beginning, that whole if you go back, it's so like I I always talk about this, but if you go back and listen to that initial thing, you would notice that we literally went in that same exact direction. Regardless, it's just people weren't ready for it that at that mm-hmm. time. And then it's it all sounded crazy. But now we kind of expect all of those things from that original like the, presentation. The initial <laughs> Xbox One idea was the Dreamcast of its time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just too far and nobody was ready yeah. for it. And and yeah. that can happen. Like you could just not people could not be ready to consume the things that you brought and maybe you're just too far ahead. So that's what happened with that. And I think that from that point on, Xbox One it, was duped. It's kind of like trying to trying to convince me five, six, seven years ago that I would go all digital games. Yeah. I'm not, I never get physical. Exactly. I would have said, you're crazy. Exactly. <laughs> but, that, and, and it's just much more space, much more convenient. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that I'm ready for it. So, all right, we're going to move on. There was a Nintendo Direct on September 23rd. This, we don't pretty much have a source. If you guys watched it, Nintendo had it up on their YouTube. I just have some questions for the guys. One of the big announcements that happened for Nintendo Direct was that they finally announced that you're going to be able to play some retro games on your Nintendo Direct and the, I mean, not your Nintendo Switch. And what they did, which was pretty interesting, and I didn't even think they were going to do, is they actually are adding it as an expansion towards your Nintendo Live subscription or Nintendo Switch Online, whatever you want to call it. So basically what they're doing is if you have the Switch Online, you can then purchase what they're saying is an expansion pack to get 
all of these games that they're releasing on their that that um on their online service now. So you would have your regular online Nintendo, and then you would add the Nintendo. You would add the Nintendo sixty four and Sega bundle to be able to play those online. So it's somewhat of a like Game Pass kind of thing where it's going to be integrated with the their Nintendo things. But they also said that they're releasing two controllers for it. You're going to have an N64 controller and a Sega Genesis controller. Both are going to be wireless and their price point, I believe, is $39.99. They're also saying that all the 64 games that are going to be available will be able to be played four player like you were at the old time. So with that said, how do you guys feel about Nintendo having uh, making their retro games kind of like a Xbox, like a, like a Game Pass kind of thing where you can still play a bunch of these games and they promised to add more games, but they had the heavy hitters like uh, Mario 64. You can play Mario Kart 64. They said they haven't released a price point yet, but that will be coming later on in this month. So I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts was on that. I think it's a I think it's an awesome idea. I'm excited for it. Um, however, I'm gonna wait and see what games they are gonna have because Mario 64 about 3D All Stars 4. Um, uh, I, there's gonna be some games that I want that probably won't get released due to licensing. So, uh, I would love to see GoldenEye or something on there. Uh. Uh, Gex, all that stuff. Like, I want to see all those games, but obviously they're going to do... Just like right now, the games that we get for free, there's maybe, like, maybe three of them that I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, and I'm playing this for just maybe five minutes, five, ten minutes. Uh, Other than that, I've been staying off of that online service for a while, but I think it's cool. I really like the N64 idea. I kind of want to get it and see if I can get it to work with 3D All-Stars so I can play Mario 64 on my 3D All-Stars account. Um... And we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, hopefully they don't go for the cash grab. I hope it's not expensive. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I can't even think of a price range for it right now. The, what? How many games are releasing? Well, for right now, what is confirmed, the first batch is uh, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time, Win Back, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment, and Mario Tennis 64. They also said that other N64 classics confirmed to be coming to Switch Online Plus after the initial batch would be Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero Racing. Well, I will be probably getting it for The Legend of Zelda series. (laughs) (laughs) Because I never played Majora's Mask, and that has escaped me for the longest time. So, so and just bringing up what you said, what would be a good price point where you're like, that's going to be an automatic, I'm getting it. What range would you be looking at? Because, I mean, you pay, what, $14.99 for a Game Pass, so with a ton of games. I mean, you can point, add, okay, yeah, $14.99 for a Game yeah. Pass. Um, I'm going to go like 5 bucks, 5 to 10 so you're thinking five dollars? Yeah, five dollars is a perfect. I think that's a perfect like add-on mm-hmm. to this. Like, hey, like add it on for a little bit. You know, I think that's perfect. Don't go. They can't be in Game Pass area because we're getting new games with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You're giving us retro games. Like, come on now. I get it. There's not going to be another place for us to play it, but don't hold that hostage. Keep it at five dollars. 
Because I don't think uh, that many people are going to buy it. Like, if it's more expensive, people aren't going to buy it. I don't think people will have it and keep it on there. So, yeah, five bucks. And that seems very... uh, That seems very out of field for Nintendo, but I'm hoping for the best. (laughs) We'll see. But, Yandy, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's sacrilege to even compare xbox game pass to anything nintendo these are old old ass games yeah that you're excited to play again but there's nothing oh. new about them right mm-hmm. uh, i was like let me calm down okay old ip old ip don't calm <laughs> down yendi <laughs> no i if it's more than five bucks like chris said i will be i'll be pissed because uh right now i see i pay i have the nintendo nes and snes library included with my yearly membership which i pay twenty dollars is it twenty twenty yeah. for a yeah. year for a year yeah, for a which year is, which for me i was like this is perfect like yeah. a year twenty dollars here Actually, I, fine. I think i i pay every three months or monthly at 399 something like that oh wow uh, uh but first of all i'm surprised that they're charging for these games i think this sh- this should be just an added bonus of having a nintendo online if anything Raise the price by five dollars. Have twenty five dollars a year, thirty at most. Uh, what this tells me is that they're going to have even more tiers for GameCube games that come out and Wii games that come out That's, for this. Well, then so, you might get me. Yeah, I was like, oh, Eventually, they can do a GameCube library. I, I could easily see them charging up to like fifty dollars to have the entire Nintendo collection on the Switch. And for those people who just constantly want to relive those old games, great for them. That's a lot of money to me. Uh, even with online included, there's not much to do online with Nintendo Switch unless you're playing Smash all the time or Splatoons or whatever else multiplayer games they have. I have no idea why we, you would pay uh, that much to, pay, to play online monthly. But um, anyways, I mean, this is for those people who are diehard Nintendo fans and they'll pay for it. They'll love it. They'll get everything they can out of it. But if it's more than five dollars, I, I think it's going to be some some BS. I think no. the speed the speed run community benefits from this. There's a lot of Nintendo games that are sped run. So I feel Unless like those is... games are, are patched. Unless oh, the yeah, things about those games are patched out, right? I doubt like, they would I doubt they would waste it. You know, no, Nintendo no, no, would just do. release no, no. it as it. I mean we'll see. We will see. Yeah. But uh, no, for the, 3D All-Stars, I had a friend that did a glitch already. He did the old glitch. He's yeah, like, this the worst. They, they just literally port the game. They just port <laughs> the game. They don't really care about all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. they, they, the thing that I found interesting about this whole thing is that they are giving you the choice whether you want to get this or not, which is what I like personally, because let's say um, I'm one of those people now as I get uh, as I get older, I don't want to play the older games anymore, just not because I don't love them. But because I want, there's so many other games I haven't played that I've been wanting to get to that I haven't beaten or any of that stuff. So I'm trying to play those. And I think it's fine because now what happens is I can just have Nintendo online and not have it tied into my gaming, like playing, uh, not having, not having the price jump. It's like my choice if I want to have a price jump. So I think them doing that was a really cool idea because it doesn't force me to have this access to these other games that I'm probably not going to play. I mean, now if I get the urge to play it, then I can go and get the expansion for a month or whatever, play the games that I want to play and then uh, take it off. So I think that was one of the good things they did. I agree with you guys though. I can't see it being more than $5. I mean, 10 at the most, I personally wouldn't pay 10 for it because then you're looking at $15. Like you guys said, with, and I'm paying $14.99 for Game Pass, and there's hundreds of games on there 
that are new, old, indie that I want to play. So I don't think I would pay anything over the over five dollars. But I think it five dollars would be the perfect price point for them. I don't know if they're going to do that. We will see. We find out later on in October. They told us that um, in October we'll find out exactly what the price point is. And they said they're going to be adding some more games and things of uh, things like that. They did say what some of the Sega games were going to be. And I'll just run over that list real quick. It's Castlevania Bloodlines, Ooh. Contra, um, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, Gunstar, uh, Fantasy Star 4, uh, Ristar, Shining Force, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Musha, uh, Shinobi 3, and uh, Strider. Oh, so they had some, there, yeah, there's some pretty good games on there. I will not deny that. They did come correct with some of the games. Obviously, I would have liked if all the Sonic games were on there, even though I own all the Sonic games. But it's always nice. Like, how could you have Sonic 2 and not have Sonic? Like, for the newer kid, like for kids who are just playing some of these games for the first time, and you're just going to be like, oh, here's Sonic 2. Like, <laughs> what Sonic used to look like. Because these kids, yeah. man, they, yeah, they, they know, know the new a brand Sonic new Sonic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. this would this would be one of those things too that if it's not too expensive, you can get some of uh, the kids with the Switch to get into those games, and the fact that you'll be able to play uh, on the same screen with some of these N sixty four games is going to be a lot of fun because I mean you can play Mario Kart sixty four, which you know one of the best I think the best ones the Super Nintendo version, but that's a whole different story. We'll talk about that at some other time. But yeah, so that's what well I kind of answer you guys. Um, answered one of the questions I had there. So anyway, going into that, I wanted to know what your guys' favorite N64 and Genesis games were. What is your favorite games from both of those generations of all time? Just your, just one game from each category. I'll start with Yendi if you're ready. Uh, for uh, the Genesis, it was a Sonic game. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I Just, just describe it. I probably got you. I have no idea, man. That was a long time ago. Um, How, probably Sonic that? Two or something like that. May, maybe Sonic Two. I, uh, Green was Hills Tales in it. it. Well, Green no, Hills, bro. That, I was like, I don't know, young as hell. But you remember just, Tails was in it because then that knocks out Sonic One. If it <sighs> if Tails was not in it, Sonic it's Sonic One. I'm gonna go with Yendi on that one too because it, it's uh. I, I remember having Tails and Sonic, and that was it. Okay, so I don't remember Tails at all, but I remember the Green Hills and beating Robotnik and stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't Green know. Green Hills is in, in, in most of the games, so that probably well, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> but anyways, there it's some a Sonic game, and then yeah. uh, for N sixty four, my answer would have been Ocarina of Time, but there was actually a racing game that I cannot remember the name of. It was really shitty. But <laughs> it was a lot of fun at the time for little old me. Uh, was it Wave Racer? No, and Sp amazing. Spy Hunter comes to mind, but it's not Spy Hunter. Oh, um, it, it was some racing game Ooh. where you had... Fuck, I, I can't remember, man. No. You can't take me back this far and have <laughs> me like remember Magic this shit. Aladdin, it, oh, you know what? Aladdin was his, his favorite. Oh, oh it, Aladdin, it, was yeah. it was during when... Um, Aladdin was uh, Final so Fantasy... Different. 10? Bro, you're breaking Yendi. He's strong. No. Yeah, Yendi. Yeah, he's, he's Final Fantasy 10 was a, was a PS2 no. game, Yendi. 
But yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was a racing <laughs> game. That's that's all I know. Well, yeah, I it was you. during that time is when I was playing it, but I'm sure the game came out way before then. So. I'll, I'll go with my uh, Yendi if you think of yours, then. All right. Uh, for N64 is uh, Pokemon Snap in Super Smash. Um, I remember going into training in Super Smash and putting everything in slow motion and high speed and like knock it for some reason, knocking people with the beam sword and stuff was hilarious to me. And uh, Pokemon Sm- Snap holds uh, a very special um, place in my heart. I love that game a lot. Uh, for the Sega, right, um, Sonic, I didn't have one. I, I, my cousins had one. So Sonic, which I played, but there was a game, right, and it was called Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Yeah. yeah. Moonwalker. I know Moonwalker. Oh, Moonwalker man. Oh, Pokemon classic. Stadium 2 is another good one. Yeah. Uh, the second one, I, I the first one, like the second one had the best mini games. I played a lot of the mini games, but yeah, Moonwalker was dope. Yendi, did you ever play it? What is it, Moonwalker? Yeah, yeah J- Michael Jackson no. Moonwalker. Look it up, bro. Look at it. It was a it was a, it was <laughs> so a platforming style game with Michael Jackson, where yeah. when you beat the levels, he actually did like a dance for whatever song was in the background in the eight bit version of yeah. Michael Jackson's song. And you so beat up was, people and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like your special move, he would do like he would get everybody to do the lean, right? Yeah. Everybody would lean and then he'd snap and then everybody would fall. <laughs> and then you cleared that spot and you just kept going. Dude, I played the mess out of that game. <laughs> Never heard of it. Never uh, heard of it. <laughs> All right. So for me, my favorite N64 game was actually Perfect Dark. Uh, which I'm actually happy about because they Crystal Dynamics is actually going to work on a new game with um, Rare to make a new Perfect Dark game. So I love Perfect Dark. It was the first game that had the Rumble Pack for me that it used to come with the Rumble Pack. It also used to come, it came with a memory extension because the game actually was too difficult for the Nintendo 64 to run. So you had to get like a little mini expansion thing for your RAM to put right in front of the, the right in front of the console. It was great. And then my favorite Sega game was actually Sonic and Knuckles. And the reason why it was Sonic and Knuckles was because, uh, I'm sure Black Magic remembers this because <laughs> we grew up playing these games. But basically, with Sonic and Knuckles, it actually had a piece where that it came up and it actually had an additional cartridge slot and you could put Sonic 3 and Sonic 2 in it and if you did, you actually ended up playing you could play with Knuckles in Sonic 2 and 3. So it was uh one of the most amazing things back then it used to blow my mind that you could do that but as if you put sonic 2 in there yeah. instead of say instead of um sonic showing up in the front like he does in sonic 2 where he's it's him and Knuck, uh him and tails knuckles shows up and then you see knuckles and then you can literally play the whole sonic 2 as knuckles with all of knuckles abilities That's amazing crazy. amazing for its time back then that it was able to do that now that i think about it it's such a funny thing that it was just like man something so simple and then i would try other games but none of the obviously but i back in the day i thought man i could play with knuckles in any game because it was just sonic it, it, he would just show up in these other games so i thought it was a, a really really cool this idea this makes me kind of want to buy uh because like it, i mean they do have sonic 2 on there right but th- then they came out with sonic mania Mm-hmm. And that has all of them, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's like right now, that's like that's a, that's been on my wish list. Nintendo has been hounding me about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like buy this game, and it's like yeah. it's down to like I think like ten bucks now. 
It's great. Uh, I mean, playing all the Sonics are really fun. I have, like I said, I have all of them on Steam actually, and they're just—it's a—they're so fast. Yeah, as long as yeah, yeah, you can just go in and you can beat those games in a good amount of time. Some of them are hard. I mean, Sega was known for having just hard games because Lion King. I don't know if you guys remember that game was ridiculously hard back in the day, but yeah. So those were pretty much my two favorites. I have uh, one more thing from Nintendo Direct. We got, we finally saw a few new games from Nintendo Direct. We saw Bayonetta 3, and we also saw Splatoon 3 being released. And they, I was wondering what, which one of those two games were you guys excited about the most? And if you, <laughs> and have you played any of them? <laughs> Is the, what's so funny? <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Yendi's laughing because he, 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 he's going to say no. That's why. One, you didn't mention Deltarune. Chapter two came out, and I yeah. heard that's actually impossible. Which I learned that Deltarune is Undertale backwards. What? It's a sequel to Undertale. Oh, yeah. It's Undertale backwards. But the first one was released like the f- chapter one was released a while ago. Um, also, you didn't put Kirby in there too. Oh, Kirby, Kirby gets his first three yeah. D like adventure, and adventure. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, any of those games you were excited for? I'm excited for Kirby and Splatoon 3, Splatoon 3 specifically because, excuse me, I got Bree into Splatoon 2, um, and that's going to be our game to play together, and that's the only game that she gets, uh, that's the only like gun shooting game that she gets really competitive in, and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to play. Uh, Bayonetta, I never played the series, so I know all the, all the, uh, the fan people are, uh, you know, are excited to see the boobies on the screen and shoot nope, Nintendo took those away. Heels. What? <laughs> Nintendo took those away. <laughs> there, there's none of that. <laughs> You're gonna play this game for the art, damn it! <laughs> and it still looks fantastic. <laughs> it still uh, looks amazing. But I'm most excited for this freaking. Um, I mean, we should be get. Uh, where, where's the release? Date? I can't find it. But the Mario Party thing, man. I'm so excited for Mario Party. I, I already have um, some people wanting to live stream it. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, man. We're going to hurt a lot of feelings and a lot of friendships are going to get ruined, but it's going to be a great time. I, I can't wait for that. So, but uh, on t- on t- or out of all of it, probably Splatoon 3 is going to be up there for me uh, because, like I said, me and Bree just have that. It's just something we connect over and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I can't wait to play with her. And we're going to stream it together, actually. So, Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Yendi? I kind of already know what your answer is, but go ahead and let the audience know that you're not excited for any of them. There is nothing <laughs> that has got me excited from Nintendo since Breath of the Wild. The Mario Every- movie? No, fuck that. Everything from Nintendo has come out ever since after Breath of the Wild has been mediocre at best. I am not excited for the Pokemon games. I am intrigued by them. Oh. I, am, I am sold, but I'm not excited. Not as excited as I would have been when the first 3D Pokemon game came out for the uh, 3DS, right? Or or the Switch. But other than that, there's absolutely nothing. No, you're not a Metroid can... fan? You don't like Metroid? Mm, I've never played Metroid. Okay. Never. Um, I'm just going through the Metroid. list real quick. Go ahead. What do you mean you've never played Metroid? Never got around to it. Just Why one of those not? Games. Oh, I was, the Pokemon. Chocobo thing. What is that about? What is going on? 
It's just some chocobo stuff. I don't. It's really a racing anything. game. Like why? Yeah, no one. It's well, filler. It's filler. Well, that's, that's what Nintendo chocobo, does best. That's what chocobos do. They race. <laughs> I mean, in Final Fantasy VII, that's what exactly. Yeah, what but this, I'm literally looking at a picture of a chocobo with roller skates and it has engines on it. Yeah, it's out Come of there. <laughs> I mean, uh, someone's also, gonna buy I'm excited it. for um, uh, well, not super excited. I'm happy they're putting Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic on Switch, and I think that's an awesome idea. Like, that's a game. That's a game small enough to be like, sweet. I can actually take this with me, and hopefully, it'll work on Switch fine. Because I tried to play it on computer, and I just don't want to sit here. Like, I just want to lay in my bed and play it. And it should only... run fine. Yeah, it, the I, graphics are not that it, like. Heavy exactly so i'm gonna go through that story before the the remake comes out and it should be um pretty cool yeah uh for me i'm excited for bayonetta 3 because this was the first time we even got to see bayonetta 3 in like three years after they announced it and we just didn't hear from it didn't see anything no gameplay no nothing for it's crazy almost three years a lot of people thought it was going to be in the prime boat where it's like it was supposed I'm to come out we... a, like on release and it yeah, didn't. i'm surprised we got Bayonetta 3 before Metroid Prime, Prime 4. Oh, I'm not surprised about that at all. Because that once they, especially once they, uh, once they gave us Dread, they were just like, here, Metroid fans, take this and leave us alone. Because well, 4 <laughs> is not coming out anytime soon, nor do we plan on coming out with 4. So they were just like, here, take this, be quiet. And most people are like, and from the early reviews, people are really enjoying Metroid uh, Dread. So... I'm kind of I'm excited to see it. I'm not going to buy it day one, but I I, I might I might look at the reviews and see how good it is. And yeah, I'm super excited for Bayonetta because Bayonetta was one of those games that I randomly had picked up when I was working at GameStop the first like when I worked at GameStop. And I was just like, what is this game? And then I played Bayonetta and fell in love with the story, the character, everything about it. So that game's amazing. Check it out. That game's like five dollars now if you're into fast paced. shooting and all that crazy combo stuff it's amazing it's totally worth it all right we're gonna go wait, into our oh wait before you leave nintendo i do want to tell pokemon fans out there that oh, yeah. they did release uh pokemon videos uh today i think it was yeah and videos, the most actually. important thing to to take from that is that scyther now has an evolution yes. which is a bug rock type which looks badass cleaver is its name what right cleaver? Yeah, <laughs> look it up look it up it looks pretty cool uh, it was one of those things that I liked right away, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scyther being this... my favorite Pokemon, by the way. Po- good, good choice. And uh, <laughs> Pokemon Legend of Ar- Arceus is starting to look like a Dark Souls <laughs> take on Pokemon because <laughs> a little bit. Right? These, yeah, they have these uh, what are called noble Pokemon now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy looks badass. They have noble Pokemon now that fight you. They fight your ass out in the wild, and you have to defeat them. And I am loving everything about this. So I, I, I hope to see some more badass brand new Pokemon. It looks like they're going to slowly leak out more and more new stuff or new evolutions. That's for, which... that's for Arceus? Yeah. That... Yeah. It seems like they're finally doing a, a bunch of fan service for those uh, um, Pokemon that only have one evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And like the Tauros, uh, not the Tauros, um, the Stantler and the Scythers. Scyther technically had a, a evolution yeah, he had with Scizor. Scizor. Yeah. But that was. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but uh, I like Scizor, but it it's seems just not like Scyther. yeah, Scissor's. Mm, I like him better than Scyther, but they're both Whoa. pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so this game is starting is, is starting to show that Nintendo's actually listening to the older group. I think this is what they're aimed at, 
with the stuff that they're introducing I'm, I'm here. I'm going into this game really blind. I, I'm not keeping up with it at all, but I'm I'm very yeah. excited for it. And I, I keep forgetting that it's literally right around the corner. It's not that the, far away. The uh, the latest video confirms that this is just a copy-paste of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> look it. Look it up. The it's flight. very, very similar. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, that's literally people, game. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It, literally, it still, people said, I want a Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It, and they said, you know it, what? We can do that. It still looks like Booty Hole graphically, but, you know, I'm hoping that within the next few months, they, they iron out some. Yeah, probably not. I mean, happen. hopefully, but not going to happen. But, yeah. Anyways, but, yeah. Scyther has an evolution. Cleaver. Really yeah. And that, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I said, Scyther being my favorite Pokemon. So I'm excited. I'm. The more videos I see on Pokemon, on the Pokemon, I'm more, I'm. It's more intriguing, like Yendi said, and I'm more like, okay, I didn't expect you guys to do this, but you did it, and now I'm a little more excited. I just don't want to get to the point where I'm excited and the game comes out, it's trash, and then I d- I'm disappointed. So don't baby us. I don't want you to bait. Like I don't want the game to baby us and be well, like, oh, it's oh, not. Yeah. For, it's it's for kids. So there's. I going know, to be some I know, but like, <laughs> I mean, even as a kid, it wasn't. It wasn't as. Yes, but games back then were way different than games are now. It's just stats difference, man. It's it's just way. I mean, I like all your Pokemon level up, but like the rare candies, all that stuff, they they come into play very easily now. It's it's like come on. It it is what it is. So games are just not what they used to be. Because now people complain that game's too hard. So yeah, they ruined my little pony. Like my little pony has been ridiculous lately. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna move on to our next story, which is Netflix buys uh, uh, its first indie. It bu- buys its first studio, actually. It buys an indie game studio, Night School Studio. This story is actually by CNET, and um, it CNET by Joanne E. Salzman. Uh, it says Netflix. It says acquiring Night School, which was worked with Netflix, which has worked with Netflix. <laughs> Netflix before, <laughs> bleh, God, has worked with Netflix before on a Stranger Things game and is one of the streaming service's biggest steps yet into early gaming in- initiative. All right, that was funny. I mean, I just couldn't get the word out. I'm just like, bleh. I just thought you kept going. You like, you restarted. It. it would just keep coming out. You're like, it just the same way. You know, it just happens. This is live, y'all. This is what you get when you watch it live. And I'm not gonna edit it out. So whatever. But anyway, Netflix has uh, acquired Net, uh, Night Night School Studios, the indie game developer and publisher, said in a blog post Tuesday. The move is part of Netflix's effort to make video games part of its standard subscription. Uh, it says Night School has a resume of melding gaming with TV. It developed a mobile game based on the television show series Mr. <clears throat> Robot in 2016, a widely praised viral marketing campaign. Night School is also known for its game Oxenfree, which I've heard things about. I've never played it. It also has a history with Netflix. Night School worked on a game worked on a game. For uh, related to Stranger Things, that was uh, married by developer development drama with other studios. So, my question to you guys is: Does Netflix have a chance to thrive in the gaming market? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, they've just recently only made profit for the first quarter and since forever. They have put, I think, eleven billion dollars or eleven point seven billion dollars towards their uh, streaming stuff, and they still know they're not going to make make a profit. In order for them to succeed, they have to make a AAA game that people talk about that is well-known everywhere. 
all they can do is make indie games that will be forgotten after a few months, just like most of these indie games, unless it's a like a Hades or like a, uh, uh, I guess Undertale, which apparently is a good indie game. But um, no, absolutely not, okay, man. Okay, it's okay. just it's just it's just <laughs> not gonna happen unless they pour a lot more money into it. And having already uh, put eleven billion dollars towards their streaming stuff, I don't see this taking president over their streaming stuff like great you're, you're getting all i see all i will see is some cheap mobile game that will be released on the switch mainly i bet right that's all mm-hmm. i'm gonna see uh it doesn't say anything about nintendo here but i bet you that's ex- that's gonna be the perfect console for these netflix games um xbox and playstation i mean nope nobody's gonna play them unless you're like a diehard indie fan no, no way there's no way it's not gonna happen they're gonna drop it in like a year or two Chris, what do you think about net? Uh, do you think Netflix has a chance to thrive in the gaming market? Oh man, no, no. And the only way they would be able to do it for me um, would be the uh, what is it called? Let me uh, the Tall Tale games. Tell Telltale, Telltale. Sorry, not Tall Tale. If they took over uh, Telltale games, and because um, they already did it right with the with the um, what is it? The Bear Grylls thing, and then uh, what was the other one? The Bandersnatch, the interactive yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if they did that, but with like something that doesn't deal with their shows, like, I would totally love to see. Like, hey, we have um, uh, what was it? Like, uh, Tales from the Borderlands was one of my favorites, and um, if they did a small series on that, like, oh, we have this over here that you can play, and I think that's where they would be able to succeed. Uh, just stick to that realm. Stick to the entertainment and telling stories. Don't. I don't think they need to make a gaming. No, it's just not going to work out, man. You, you're you're trying to do movies also, which the movies lately, like the ones that are coming out pretty soon, look fantastic. I can't wait to see them. Um, but yeah, they they should not tip to, like they should not go into this area. They're going to lose a lot of money. I mean, so, they've already started because they're already I buying know. studios. So it, yeah. it's a thing. I just was more. I, I, Happy I, I, the studios made their money. They get to make, they get to finish their game and everything like that. You get to, you get to do your thing. But yeah, I mean, for Netflix as a whole, though, it's gonna be. Something. I agree with uh, what Yendi said. Uh, pretty much, they would need a big, memorable game. But we all know it only takes one because right now, and I'm, I mean, it's still early. But I mean, Amazon got into the gaming business and they just released New World. So you know, and a lot of people are going in to play that game. So. If you well, didn't do, have a whole bunch of failures too, though. But I, that's what I mean, though. Okay, so okay. I, you can't, I was like, oh, you can't right. base it off of just your like. Yeah, you can't yeah. base it off of them just failing because yes, they had like Crucible was a big failure, and I um, forgot. About that I game. forgot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that game Amazon? no longer exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? Crucible <laughs> like no longer exists. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, these are like. You know, now that Netflix is getting into gaming, it only takes one major game to kind of get their ball rolling. And Amazon, like I said, is has after all its failures, has now has New World, which a ton of people are going into it. A ton of people are starting to like are playing it. There's it's like number one everywhere, pretty much. It's the number one game on Steam right now. So can you whether fish they in can New World? Keep... Yes, you can. Okay, right. I'm buying it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it only takes one. So I'm not gonna say they can't. I will say though that 
the likelihood of them thriving is very difficult because this is a really tough market to get people to actually move forward and you need to release games at the right time and just need a game that people are willing to go buy, like actually willing to pay for Netflix in order to play. So I think it's going to be difficult for them, but if they can get, like Andy said, a really good AAA game that people are like all about, it only takes a few people to be like, yo, this Netflix game was amazing. And then a bunch of people will jump on it. So do I think they have a chance? Yes. Do I think it will happen? No. <laughs> they should just partner up with gaming companies and do short yeah, stories. They, like short, uh, like uh, they they partner up with Apex. And then instead of you like trying to get the lore in the game, they're like, hey, here's a little bit of a sideshow. No, nah, but all those go. companies, they want to make just that have, money their way. Yeah. Have Netflix make the cutscenes. Yeah, cutscenes oh, yeah, and stuff. Sure. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Who knows? So uh, <clears throat> one, of, one of my other questions that revolves do you like that all these big gaming do you like that all these companies that are not gaming are getting into gaming like how do you guys feel about that and how do you think it will affect the gaming industry as a whole uh i am not happy with it uh it's just more big business getting their hands on on uh well you know what we enjoy and um, it's just going to lead. I feel like it's just going to lead down to a path of more microtransactions and buying this subscription here. And you can only play this game through this. And it's just going to be a mess. I, I don't like that. Already, though. Yeah, I know. It's just going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah, That's all it is. That even even with all that being the way it is, the gaming industry hasn't never been as big as it is now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy for the indie scene and the in the. Um, uh what do you call them just the small party companies like uh what was that the the people that make kina bridge of spirits uh game or i think it's called like game lab or something like that they're an independent uh group and this is their first game and it's it's doing well so the fact that some of these companies are getting some of these guys are going to be able to get funding to finish their games and get the pro and get the the equipment they need to help finish those games happy for them but um yeah, I think it's just going to be it's going to be rough. I think at some point it's going to be hard to either to get a game out and then also for the consumer it's just going to be uh, more of a headache. Okay. Andy, what do you think? Uh it's a double-edged sword. Uh it's good because uh these companies that don't know much about gaming come in and they they want to make a big game and they'll throw money at people and one of two things can happen. One is that they do fund these smaller companies. And it drives innovation, right? These companies have this money now and they can bring their ideas to life. Maybe it's something no one's ever done before and would never have come to light if it wasn't for the funding they receive from companies like, like Netflix. Um, but then on the flip side of that is that Netflix would have all the publishing rights and all, probably the entire rights to that, that creative um, media that, that that studio creates and then they monetize it. They... They nickel and dime you, microtransaction comes in, and then they ruin the innovation. And then here comes a different, bigger company, takes that same idea, does it better without all the extra bullshit attached to it because that company knows that uh, they know how to, to do a good PR with, with, their, with their games, right? Whereas a lot of Netflix, who's never done it, they won't know people hate microtransactions. They won't know uh, what the big games are what game modes are what genres are are in in the you know 
are being played right now. They won't know all of that stuff that a bigger company would. They'll take advantage of that. And then eventually it'll just be a circle of life. They're going to continue on, you know, it's just going to end up bad for everybody, but it could lead to some innovations like PUBG. If it wasn't for PUBG, we wouldn't be playing the games we'd be playing today. People, the streamers that we know today, we wouldn't be watching them probably, right? Think about it. So it's a good thing because of innovation, bad thing because of greedy executives. Yeah. And I'm on the same fence as you with that. I think it's a good and bad thing. It's a good thing because, again, competition also drives things to be better. In most states, we will be getting, yeah, we will be getting more games and things like that. But it will all like it will cause people to like, oh, look at Netflix. They just came out with this really good game. Now we have to try to double that. And that'll be really good because a lot of jobs will open up and a lot of innovation, like Andy said, will happen. But I do think there is something to be said about just saturating the market also and having too many things like you said, Chris, where you might need to have Netflix in order to get a game that you really want to play or like you have to get Xbox in order to play a game that you want to play. And it it kind of causes all of these uh, it causes pretty much what happened with TV, right? Where we have to go, like, you have to have like eight subscriptions if you want to watch technically everything. You have to have Paramount Plus. You have to have um, Netflix. You have to have NBC, like, and it's pretty crazy. And uh, that's where I don't want it to get to because then it it really, you're really stretching people's wallet thin. And then what ends up happening is that nobody gets to play your games because some people just completely alienate the game. Like if it's on Netflix and I have to pay an extra $15 uh, and I don't have Netflix, then it's going to turn you off to that game and you might actually shorten your fan base. You might actually not get be able to make it as wide as you want it to be. So like Andy said, it's a double-edged sword. It, there's a, there's good that can come out of it. There's bad that can come out of it. Uh, but again, it, the problem is the gaming industry has never been as big. It does get a lot of promotion and a lot of media attention and marketing from these big companies because they want to get those games out. So I think it's a difficult thing to, to especially as got people who have gamed for so long and we've had that little community and it watched it grow into something big. It's kind of hard to accept that also. It's like, man, this thing has really gone worldwide. So it it is a double edged sword for sure so i i don't know what's going to happen next but i'm kind of excited and kind of nervous so who knows <laughs> what's next yeah but yeah so going into our last story of the day we're going to talk about spider-man be having there's a rumor that the new spider-man game will be multiplayer now if you guys what i don't know if, did we stream that so we didn't stream that sony thing did we yeah, i don't we think so we yeah we streamed that and if you would have seen chris and i we were pretty hyped when we saw both of the spider-man and we were like hold on is this multiplayer and we kind of <laughs> like we're like this better this better be multiplayer because the way that it, the the trailer and the cinematic like cinematic look it kind of gave off that vibe and now we have a rumor now guys this is a complete rumor this is don't take this as it's going to happen because it we don't know. But apparently someone uh, in this article by Patrick Young said that uh, there's going to be a big PS5 game that is a multiplayer game that is an exclusive to PS5 and it's being made by Insomniac. That was the information that was given. Not saying that, you know, it is going to be Spider-Man, but when you kind of piece things together... Insomniac doesn't. Re what other game could it be? The only other game I thought it could be was Sunset Overdrive 2. But besides that, I'm thinking that it could be this. 
be Spider-Man. So with that being said, are you guys, ex do you think this game being multiplayer opens up a brand new audience to people wanting to play this game together? And is it a game that you think will work with uh, multiplayer? Spider-Man Multiverse Smash Bros. Uh, incoming. I'm calling it now. What? It's going to be a bunch of different Spider-Mans fighting each other, Smash Bros. style, from all, all different universes. Uh, actually, that's I, no, not I don't a think, bad game idea. I, I, don't, I don't think those would... I mean, I, how would that work with the web flicking and all that? And like, good. That would I, be uh, a very intense game to render, I think, mm -hmm. uh, online especially. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I feel like... I feel like the the draw of one of the draws of Spider-Man is being able to have that freedom to swing around and do your own thing. But if you're being capped by a world boundary because you can't get too far from the other player, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be dope if they just let you free roam and then it's just like, hey, you guys can meet up and do missions together. They could probably but do it the way that the division did it. So that's one of the good things about the division that they did. You actually don't have to be with your person the whole time. But once you get into a mission or start a mission, you can actually be like, you want to matchmake and then do that mission together. And I think that would be cool because being that you're like, it's, it would be Miles and Peter there. It's cool because as soon as if your friend wants to join, he would just become Miles or Peter or whoever you want to play as. But it would only be for certain missions or mission types. So I think if they took adopted that and you would still be able to roam free without any like anything happening to the game or being restricted like it used to be, I think that would be a cool way to work around that whole idea of be making the game multiplayer. Yeah. And then uh TKC said GTA style. Oh, that, but then okay. that goes, yeah. But then that also goes to what you said, Yendi, where like, that's a lot to re like, that's going to be a lot. You're pretty much creating another section of the game in order to make it fit into a multiplayer. And then you're fitting a bunch of missions and stuff. I mean, it would still be cool. I'd still be down for it. But I'm just saying it, it, it's very interesting. I, I find it interesting that th that might be even an idea. But again, this is a rumor. No one knows. It's not confirmed. No one knows if this is the actual thing that's going to happen. If, if anything, it'll come out in like six, seven years because they're still working on Wolverine. If it is Insomniac, it'll Insomniac come out. Insomniac is working on both games, though. Yeah. And three Sonic games. Is, I, thought, I thought it was three. They have three, right? Or no? I well, I know, I know it's Wolverine and Spider Spider Man Two. But I did. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had any be, release dates. Is this supposed to be like a feature of Spider Man Two or a separate Spider Man game? No, this is a different Spider Man game. Yeah. So basically, because got to be like almost ten years down the line. No, 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 no. Because it's not because <laughs> Spider Man. So we had the Marvel Spider Man came out what 2018, 20, something like that, right? around mm -hmm. there and then you had miles morales come out last year and then so now i think not 2022 maybe 2023 we'll get spider-man 2. Dang, it's been a year for miles that's crazy yeah because i mean miles came out in november when the spider-man when uh that was PS5 the first PS5 game i got yeah, yeah yeah and to be honest it's it's it felt like a, a very nice dlc so well, yeah, that's it what it felt like so it makes sense that this game was like right behind it but whenever they announced that everybody's like wait already like what was going on yeah. <laughs> so but i think they said 20 i thought at the end of it it said 2023 no yeah i think it'd be 2023 uh they didn't really say yeah i think they did say i thought, it was they, I thought that was like at the end of the trailer but i think that's around the time and i mean honestly the thing about miles being like a global 
modified DLC. I really, you would just have to make the story longer, I guess. But pretty much you can't, you're not going to change any of the mechanics of the regular Spider-Man game because it was perfect. So like, I the only thing that my, you could have really done was give him a story. But besides that, I thought the regular Spider-Man was perfect and you really didn't need to change anything. So I get yeah. that. But uh, 2023, yeah. 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 So yeah, and then the my next question for you guys was going to be, it, what one game that was a single player experience that you would have loved to have become a multiplayer? Like, there's just one game you could choose oh. from that you played as a single player, but it it seems like it would have been the perfect multiplayer. Like, but story driven multiplayer, not like you know Grand Theft Auto where you're doing this whole thing. I want like you're both part of the story. You're playing it together. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. I guess <laughs> I can't think of anything else right now. Um, another single player game. Oh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge would be cool. I think. Well, isn't the second one? No, no, no. You, I think you could do like time trials and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, Mirror's Edge. Uh, which I know I'm. I feel like I'm the only fan of that game sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a fan base for it. Cause they made two of them, so there's definitely a fan base for it. Yeah. Yendi, what do you think is a, a multi like a single player game that you would would have worked as a multiplayer game on? I mean, that's tough, man. Because if it's a single player game, it's made that way for a reason. But yeah, but uh, taking all of that into consideration, it's something that you could like if you had another character. I mean, my hinder the game. My first thought was Skyrim, but at that point, it's just an MMO, kinda yeah. right because. It depends on how much people you can have in your game session. If it's just like a co-op thing, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think that'd be great. But you would be attached at the hip because if you wanted to see the story, you'd have to be right there alongside your partner. So, I mean, yeah, and, but it, then they would have to have something to appeal to both people, like a fishing or a farming mm-hmm. um, you know, mode where someone can just go do other random stuff or focus on their own thing instead of just... The, the number one number one thing being the story um i mean you could do like a like a faction uh thing where one person tries to get to grandmaster of the, the mages guild and i don't know i don't know edge is dying light a single player game or is that a multiplayer game because i never played both or dying i didn't play light, single player dying light is single player but i know you can like play it, you can play it as an you can play with yeah you can play with someone else it I'm just sure like, there's a long list of games yeah. that we 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 would, uh, if we saw it we'd be like oh yeah. yeah. For me, I think working a game story driven that would work perfectly would be Last of Us. The oh, first it is one. Because Last of Us would be perfect because you're actually following a lin- a linear path, and Ellie in the first one is with you most of the time until you know the scene where I won't spoil it. But what most of that time you're helping each other out. And doing that kind of stuff, so I I would have liked The Last of Us to be a game that you could have played multiplayer because it would have been fun to have someone else experience that whole game with you. And then that scene that I'm talking about, once that happened, your that player can't play, and that would have been really cool. Just like you're trying to, or that player had a like a timer on their screen that like that's the time you need to go save them or whatever the case something like that yeah yeah so i think last of us two i mean last of us the first one would have worked perfect uh, as a multiplayer because again you can't go too far in that game 
by like because the game itself hinders you so you would have to travel together at all, all times anyway and it would have been cool because you've been able to do different like things to trick all the um you know to trick the monsters and stuff like that so you could make some really cool boss battles out of it but for me that's what game i would be like you know what that would work perfectly as a co-op multiplayer game so. i mean apparently last of us 2 the multiplayer is still being well yeah but they're on. not it's going to be like multiplayer as in like like it's going to have different features it's not going to have like it's not going to be the campaign itself okay especially not part 2 because part 2 you don't really travel with they could death loop part two. Huh? They could death loop part no, two. They don't, or you're they don't hunting the other person. <laughs> they don't need to do that. They don't need to do that. Last of Us 2 was fine. <laughs> it, it was. It was great. <laughs> I love that game. It doesn't need that, no death loop, no none of that stuff. But I do want to play death loop. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to be the end for us, guys. Thank you for joining us again. Probably Skyrim. Yeah, I'd say Skyrim. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. I was like, what? What What are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah, so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for joining us on YouTube for the first time. If you guys did join us on that, be sure to like the, you know, hit the like button, do the sharing. We're still doing the mouse giveaway at a hundred subs. So please Let tell us a give friend. you stuff, man. Yeah. We got tell a whole a bunch of stuff to give away. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell everybody. You know what I mean? Just go ahead and hit that sub button hit the notification bell so you know when all our videos come out and all that good stuff so uh, i have nothing else this week we have the lpf debrief that's coming out we're going to give you guys two episodes we have venom and we have the what if episode so do you guys have anything you want to close out with uh be sure to go check out uh our latest one on visions if you haven't seen star wars visions highly recommend it if you can please watch it in japanese Yes. If you watch it in English, I've, I've talked to people at work about this, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I thought it was okay. I'm like, what you watching in? And they're yeah. like, English. I was like, go no. back. Watch it <laughs> in Japanese. It's way different. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm, and I'm, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I watch both, sub yeah. and dubbed, but this one deserves to be in Japanese. There's a lot more emotion, and uh, it, it, it's more powerful that way. And uh, sure enough, there's people right now that I convinced to go see it in, in Japanese, and they're like, yeah, man, it's, it's actually it's way better. Love. It's yeah. way better. <laughs> It's so, way yeah. But yeah, consume your anime any way you want. But I, I agree with Chris. It's just it's some anime that, that uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you got anything you want to close us out with? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, until next week, guys, Fire Team out. <laughs>